The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, BronxPinstripes.com proudly brings to you the most exciting Yankees podcast in the world, George's Box. Welcome back to George's Box. I'm JJ. I'm Nick. It's a it's a good day to be a Yankee fan. We're recording this at about 4.30 on Wednesday. We're a little late. My wife's been out of town. I've been doing two kids on my own. It's my fault. But, um, I mean, as of right now, we just won seven in a row. So I don't give a fuck about anything in the world. Schedules are crazy right now, but this team is just too fucking good not to record this week. I'm, you know, I put up my do not disturb on Slack here, middle of the workday, just because I had to had to spit some game about the Yankees, man. We are on fucking fire. We are on pace for 117 wins. Aaron Judge is on pace for 63 bombs. People say we're negative or whatever. I'm here to be positive today. Everything, everything is awesome. There's nothing to complain about right now. Uh, yeah, no, I mean. The Yankees have 15 losses. <laughs> the next closest is 20. I feel like last year we had 15 losses like by the end of April. In like 12 games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, listen, it's a good team. I know people are getting hung up on the like on pace for 117 wins, like whatever. I could deal with 105 wins. Like go 12 games, lose 12 more games off the pace because like you rest guys or whatever later. Absolutely. And the reason this year feels different than, than other years, it's not just because Judge is on pace for 63 bombs. It's not just because we're flirting with perfect games every night. You look at all the years we failed, right? 18, 19, 20, 21, whatever. We never had the best record in baseball any of those years. No. Seven, 17, it was Houston. 18, it was the Red Sox. 19, I, I think it was Houston again. But, you know, it. We've never had this, so if we can, I know it's a long way to go, but if we can finish, you know, the regular season with the best record in the American League, to me, that is a huge difference over these other failed years that we had. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's a good measuring stick for it. You know, if you have the best record in baseball, you're a good team. I agree. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I just like, like I like the fight that we're seeing out of them. You know, you never feel like we're out of a game. You know, it, it, I mean, obviously, I, I'm sure we've lost a couple games throughout the year where it's been, you know, we've lost by five runs or whatever. And you're just like, yeah, you know, that game was over. But if it's like three or less runs, like we're in this game, no matter where it is in the lineup. 
and one oh, inning absolutely. of this. absolutely. You feel like they can win every night. I mean, last night I think they made four errors. I mean, they played like shit and they won 10 to four. So it's like even, even when we play like shit, we're winning. And last year there were a lot of brutal games. Like we'd be down to the last strike and we get walked off. Or that Philly game, DJ ties it three-run homer in the ninth, and then we lose. Like We had so many of these gut-wrenching losses. I feel like we haven't really had any tough losses this year at all, really. We Maybe we have, but it doesn't stand out, yeah. which is like a big difference, you know, especially for someone who's like borderline Yankee autistic like you, who's just mm-hmm. like, who can randomly be like, no, but in 2012, like we lost this game, you know, yeah, like yeah, none yeah. of them stand out. That's a good sign. Yeah, no, it, it is. It's been it's been so much fun. Friday night, I went to the game. I know we're almost a week away, but I had to talk about this. Yeah. Friday night with Garrett Cole on the mound, a thirteen nothing win. That that is exactly how you draw it up. Sometimes if you're playing a great team, it's fun to have a walk off or a tight game. But when you're going up to the stadium on a Friday night against a shit team and Cole's on the mound, you want to win thirteen nothing. It was an absolute party. The crowd was absolutely rocking. They hit five home runs. So much fun. I forgot how much fun it Did was. Did you go home on Friday? night or did you like crash at your buddies i so the game ended at 9 45 we went out to the bars for like an hour and a half maybe i eventually got the uh the 12 15 train coming back so i came home so you got a friday night skip out of work early 13 nothing the vibes are immaculate quick game two hour 45 minute game weather beautiful weather can hang out for an hour hour and a half after the game and still make it home and not, you know, be like, ah, fuck, you know, I'm not getting home to one something in the morning. Like, you don't care at that point. Yeah, no, I didn't care at all. I think I rolled up, uh, rolled up around two o'clock. I, you know, I went to bed. I woke up at 10 and was ready to, ready to start the day and, and had a nice Saturday. It's how to draw it up, baby. That was, that's what I was thinking while I was watching that game, too. I was like, man, I can't imagine how drunk I'd be if I were there. You know, if it was just like, hey, I don't have to drive, you know, and like, oh, it's, it's over. And you know this. Once it gets to be six, seven, eight, nothing, you kind of stop paying attention. At you're just point. talking. You're having a good time. You're yeah. chatting it up with whoever you're there with. You're making friends in the section. You're trying to sell a bobblehead. You've yep, got business yep. transactions to do. So I know you eventually sold the bobblehead, but not in the game. No, man, it was it was weird. So I, you know, we get in there, we get it. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be easy because, you know, I get to the games pretty early. So I knew that I figured there would be people coming in that didn't have a chance to get it. But there was no there was no market for it inside the game. And, you know, I'm walking out of the game. I've kind of accepted that. Look, I'll just keep this. You know, it's not like I I couldn't believe you still had it. It was surprising. And then we're just sitting on the subway and there was a group of like, I, I guess, college kids that were. They were pretty fucked up. They were pretty drunk. I'd say like 19, 20, probably weren't even 21. And one of them kind of stumbles up to me and goes, how much do you want for that? And I, to be honest, looking back, I probably could have said like 50 bucks. And I just said 25 and he handed me a 20 and a five and I handed him the bobblehead and he immediately like unwraps it and starts like bobbling it like, or whatever. Totally <laughs> ruined kid, any kind of collector thing. Kid was totally, yeah, totally an idiot. That bobblehead yeah, kind of did not make it to where that person lives. Oh, there's no way. There's like no that way. bobblehead belongs to the streets. They were going back to Murray Hill or something, you know, yeah. something like that. Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. He threw it at a wall in Mercury Bar or like some. I don't know the bars <laughs> anymore if they're still the same. But now yeah. if Cole had thrown a perfect game, I would have held on to it. Yeah. If Cole threw a perfect game, you might still be at the stadium. <laughs> right, dude, it, dude, it felt like I I'm think never was, leaving. <laughs> it was the bottom of the six where DJ, he made like a sick play up the middle. 
And that was the last out that Cole got. And at that moment, the place, the place went nuts because they say every perfect game, you get a sick defensive play. You need one. Like late in the game. Yeah. And and then, but the next batter had a single. But no, he was, he was on. It was nice to go and see him and just have him be on. Like we always make the joke of, oh, I didn't have the best stuff, but I battled. Like it was nice to just see him have the stuff. Yeah. No, I mean, the pitching, we've all seen all the graphics that last time through the rotation before Tyone gave up four earned runs like a piece of shit. Um, (laughs) No, I mean, it's been amazing pitching. You know, Matt Blake, just you can have a date with my wife, like whatever, you know, (laughs) he's just he's been getting it done. Uh, The offense has, you know, awoken. You know, the way that we've wanted to, I think, you know, Rizzo was slumping for a while. He's kind of breaking out of that in a powerful way, which has been nice. Um, I went to the game Sunday, and that all started from, like, one dude tweeting, complaining about the start time. Someone quote-tweeting it, me seeing it, quote-tweeting it, and being like, you know what? This makes sense. I should go to this game and bring my kids. And so I brought my kids to their um, first game. And it was a walk-off that they didn't see, um, but it was a walk-off. Yeah, everybody everybody was bitching about that, and I don't have Peacock. I just drove, and I accidentally tagged the wrong bar, but I went to uh, I went to the Green Parrot in, in Newtown, and they have, you know, I, I said, I, I sat down at the bar, I said, I know this is a long shot, but do you have the Peacock app up there? And he was like, oh, yeah, we got it. And he just put it, put it right on. What do you have? Um, uh, Fios? Internet? Yeah, we have Fios, and I think at this point I have every single, like, streaming app. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, well, I would have Peacock anyway because it has WWE on it uh, to get all the um, pay-per-views. But, uh, yeah, I have Comcast for my internet, and they just were like, hey, you get Peacock because they're just trying to get their numbers up. Oh, because it's a Comcast thing. Dude, and the team's doing so well. I'm not going to complain. Like, obviously, it sucks when the games are on Apple or Prime or whatever the fuck. But we're 40 and 15. Like, I'm not going to cry about that shit. Yeah, I mean, people were like, I can't. First, I can't believe it's starting at 1130. If you're not awake at 1130, I don't. You had a good time the night before. Like, what do you want me to do? I, do less cocaine. I don't know what to tell <laughs> Literally. you. Literally. Yeah, just do a little less cocaine. Um, and also, like, someone's like, it's so tough to get to that. I mean, I came from South Jersey, but also, I don't, you don't have to go to every game. Like, you don't have to 81. go. There's 81 yeah. home games, guys. Yeah, just don't go to that game. It's very simple. There's a lot. They play 162 games. You miss one every once in a while. Uh, I, it is annoying that they have, you know, the billion fucking apps it is. that you no, need it is. to watch yeah. the game. If they just came out with their own, and I think like in Boston, Nesson is coming out with their own app that I think is going to have like the Red Sox, Bruins, some TV show with Carabas, like all shit like that. It's going to be like $30 a month. People are complaining. Uh, But like if the Yankees had like a $10 a month app, it'd be a no brainer. 100%. And it's funny, like for us, like we both have MLB TV. And at this point, that only gets us what 60, 70% of the games where we have the package, but it really isn't the full pack. Yeah. I mean, I don't have Apple TV. I've missed the Apple games. I have, I can even like activate. So you free- didn't see Friday? Um, uh, no, I didn't. 
Okay, yeah, I, I was going to say, because yeah, the game the I was game. at was an Apple game, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I didn't, because I was just like, but first of all, the game, like, we had a good lead by the time it was like, I forget even what I had going on. Something with kids. I got fucking kids. <laughs> um, and then I was just like, and I get the clips, and it just looks so, like, the game looks bad. The announcing looks oh, awful. Oh, and I'm not, oh, it's, the announcing's awful. I'm not going to sign up for a service that I don't want to listen to a radio broadcast that I don't want to hear. That's fair. I think they don't have – I know there's no more Peacock games on the schedule at least through August, and I think the same the same with Apple. But it, just staying on the same topic of non-baseball, one of the reasons I'm really enjoying this season is the games have been quicker. So there have been 25 games this year that have ended under three hours. I don't have this in front of me, but last year I'd say maybe we had like five of those the entire year, and it's because of Pitchcom. Which has been awesome. Yeah, the games are moving much faster, which has been great. I think the league has tried to do a lot of things to speed the game up, none of which have been will have shorter commercials or less commercials or make a little <laughs> less money. Um, you know, they kind of – it was like – it was an issue that they were pretty much like thoughts and praying, like with thoughts and prayers to the long games. <laughs> um but Pitchcom <laughs> seems to be doing it. And like I'm enjoying like the, the turnaround of – Getting these games in, even the game on Sunday, like it wasn't a long game. It's just we hadn't had to do a diaper change yet, and I was like, we're on borrowed time. Let's just – we left at the end of the eighth inning, got in the car, listened to the walk-off over the GW. My kids were both asleep before we hit New Jersey. So you saw us tie it because we tied it in the yes. eighth, right? Yeah, yeah, we tied okay, it. So yeah, you, it's not like you left when we were losing. No, no, no we tied That's it, good. and yeah. I was just like, listen – I. At this point, for the ninth inning, I either have to – my wife and I have to switch off going and changing two diapers or we could go to the car, do it in the car, and, like, I tipped the guy so I could park right next to the exit. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. out of there in no time. Nice, nice. Yeah, no, and that was a game, like, we didn't have to – the perfect thing. It's like we didn't – did we necessarily need that game? No, but it's fucking great that we won it. Like, they're just winning – they're just winning every day, man. It's 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 so much fun. That's the other thing. Like, I was there, and I was like, yeah, we lose this game. We won the series. It's not the end of the world, yeah. you know, but came back and won it. And now my two children, their first game was a walk-off. My first ever game was a walk-off. What was your first which what year was that like 94 April, 95 April 16th 1985 85 My dad brought me to opening day the year I was born Wow we walked awesome. off we walked off against the White Sox That's that's incredible My first game was uh, I just remember Clemens pitched against the uh against the then Devil Rays the year he won the Cy Young it was like 2001 I think Yeah um, when I was a kid I we'd go uh, you know I probably get to 5 6 games a year as a kid we had a connection for like free tickets, so nice, nice. Yeah, we'd we'd be there. Plus, it was like I don't know. I mean, uh, you could sit on the field for like ten bucks. So there were just like living in the Bronx, there were just tickets that are just like about town. And when you started going, that was before Jay Z made the Yankee hat more famous than a Yankee can. Like we were not the global. No. And, like I don't think Yankee Stadium was the place to be in 1992, like it is today. No, no, I remember. Like the Yankees being fucking terrible. Like I remember ninety two, ninety three, Danny Tartable Pog Day, like just not good, not a good time at all. Place being empty, um, everyone being angry. But like, ah, it was I don't know, it was the coolest place that I had been. 
Of course. And it's funny because all those, whenever you see like a Don Mattingly highlight, it's always an empty it's yeah. always an empty stadium because it's like the late late eighties, early nineties, or whatever. yeah. No, I mean the place would be dead. Um, and you could just go, you know, you could walk up and buy a ticket. My dad had uh, one of those passes to get like two tickets because of the connection we had. Mm-hmm. My dad got thrown out of the same game twice for smoking weed. You told me, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, and that, you and can that, just uh, get out the left field escalator. Yeah, right? or but the, like yeah. imagine just being able one getting thrown out of the stadium and then just being able to walk around. To just be like, oh, okay, I'll have another ticket. Like you walking right. up to, just imagine walking up to a ticket window today. Yeah, no, I just, I don't even know why they still have them because everything is mobile. I guess if you, I think if you need to do an exchange, like if your game gets rained out and you don't have like a ticket rep and you don't have a plan, I, I think the only way they let you do that is physically going in person. They yeah. make it hard. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I. I was looking for – I didn't look very hard. I knew you used to be able to take, like, your digital ticket and get a physical ticket. Like, I was going to do that for my kids because they got yeah. – we got, like, the uh, first game nice. certificate. Um, but I was just like, it's I'm on borrowed time here. Yeah. You know? You're just, you're just happy to be there. You know, I'll yeah, take Plus eight, going up to that game seven. that early. Like, yeah. you don't have a lot of time. Yeah, I got, you know, a uh, – you know, someone asked me like, "Oh, but you left early." Like, someone, one of my friends, like, gave me a hard time. Like, you left early and they walked it off, and I was just like, "I will take eight innings instead of zero innings." And I'm go, you know, I'll be there Saturday, a night game against the Cubs. I'm gonna be hammer drunk. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Great, great segue. Great transition. I'm so fired up for Saturday night. Dave is picking me up, I think, around like 2.33. So I'm about, you know, 90 minutes from the stadium. I'll, I'll be at Billy's by, I would think, 4.30. All right. I've got a 2 o'clock boozy brunch reservation. So that's 90 minutes of margaritas. So just going to pump some tequila in me mm-hmm. and then get up there. I'll probably be. I'll probably get to Billy's about the same time. Dude, it's it's gonna be great. We're, and you, I'm guessing you don't have seats yet. <laughs> no, game's not till Saturday. 
I'll be in 307, so maybe I'll maybe I'll, I'll probably be in the hundred section for in the hundred section for free. I mean, probably, probably. But you're see, I'm not willing to. Yeah, I'm not willing to let it ride. I need that. I need that aisle seat. I need to know I'm going to be on the aisle. The team hooked me up. Uh, like, thank you so much to the Yankees for my girl's first game. They gave me you. Only, I only needed two tickets. Me and my wife. They gave me six tickets. I brought Tiana and Andrea, my cousin, her husband. Um, we were in the shade. They put me right in the shade. And then driving up there, I get an alert uh, from my phone. They sent me three more tickets in section 120 that I never even went to because they were just like, so you have access to like inside areas if you want. Oh, that's awesome. Like, yeah, no, really took care of me. And uh, I can tell you right now, ticket sales for Saturday are not great. Like they're shockingly low. So that's why I may have tickets. Uh, okay. I don't know. When I was looking a couple of weeks ago, it looks like it was it was filling up a bit. There's, It's not sold out? No. I'm surprised because we don't get many. We don't get many. You don't get many Cubs Saturday night. You know, that's a that's a destination. You know, like if you're a Cubs fan who lives somewhere else, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of Cubs fans who fly in. I would think so, too. And they they seem like they travel. Yeah. And New York during the summer is dead. You can get hotels fairly cheap. Yeah, no, it's it's going to be a great time. And the nice thing is, like, you know, in years past, like, let's say you're going to a game in, in 2018, 2019, you know, maybe we have two good starting pitchers and three shitty ones. And it's very, you know, it's like, who am I going to get when I go now? I, I think we're getting Montgomery and it's like, I don't really care. Obviously, I want Cole every time, but yeah. they're all amazing. Like either it's almost a win, 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 win. Was that five wins? Yeah. Yeah. It's just. Yeah, I'm really I'm looking forward to it. Um, my wife was with me on Sunday, but. Saturday, Sands kids, first time at the game, at a game, not pregnant since 2018. 2018. Wow. Okay. Yeah, Last time she was there was 2019. And it's yeah. so game five ALCS and pregnant as fuck. And, yes. and now like we're, you know, so she's very, I think she's going to get too drunk. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Like good for her. Like I gotta, I'm gonna keep an eye. I'm gonna try to pace myself a little bit. I, th- I like to think that I'm not gonna do any shots. I know I'm wrong, but I like to think that. Yeah, you'll do at least one Jameson shot. Yeah, because you're gonna walk in and be like, "Shots, Jameson." I'm like, well, <laughs> well, twist my arm. What am I, Irish in the Bronx? I guess so. It, it's going to be great. And Billy's like that. You don't get, but like we say, you don't get many of those Saturday night games. You know, normally Billy's on a Saturday. It's post game. You don't get many pregame afternoons at, at Billy's for night games. It's going to be, it's going to be great. Man. Let me tell you what you're getting on a Saturday night game during the summer at Billy's. Everybody who moved to New York from like Kansas City or wherever, and they work in advertising and put arugula on their pizza is in the Hamptons. They're out in Montauk. Like, they have a shore house. So when you go on a Saturday and you get some of that crowd because it's like a 1 o'clock game and, like, someone hooked them up with tickets, those people are not there. They have other plans. They're doing trendy New York things. What you are going to get at Billy's on Saturday for a night game, one, you're going to see a fair amount of tribal tattoos. That's a given. You're going to see a lot of open jerseys with wife beaters. <laughs> you may see a Yankee-inspired Kangol hat somewhere in the mix. And there will be a fair amount of people in jean shorts. Not like jorts where they cut them because they're like a hipster and have a mustache. I'm talking 
I went and bought bought these Mark Echo jean shorts because they're fucking cool. And I've got Tim's on in case I have to stomp on someone. Like, that's what you are going to see. A lot of chest hair, too, I would add. Maybe, if they didn't wax it. But, like, it's going to be... Yeah, I mean, you're going to... Throg's Neck... Throg's Neck will be there. Country Club will be there. Um, I mean, I've even... I've thought about reaching out to people from City Island to be like, yo, who's going to this game? Because I know you fucking animals are. But, yeah, I'll probably run into people who is just like... Yeah, we're having a time. We're having a good time. Yeah, man, it's it's going to be a party. And I want to wanted to ask you about something quickly. So I saw a tweet that really stuck with me. It was um from this kid Max. He works at at John Boy Media, I think. And he's he basically said that like in 2019 we won 103 games. We went to the ALCS. And none of the pitchers in that rotation would crack this rotation. And at first I was like, wait, that's that's ridiculous. But then I, I look back, and he's right. Like, we have a rotation now in 2022 that for a 2019 that went to the ALCS and won 100 games, none of those guys would crack this rotation. Like, that's how much better we've gotten. That That is crazy to me. So 2019, CC was even out of the rotation. He was pitching in relief in the playoffs. Yup, Paxton and Tanaka were eh. Yeah, Tanaka, like... Walking in off the street right now, Tanaka does not get a spot in this rotation. No way. You know, if you don't factor in the like the same reason Hicks is still playing of like, oh, well, we got a contract. Right, right. Um, yeah, walking in off the street, he's not. Paxson's not. Herman. Uh, yeah, Herman. Yeah, I mean. Sevy was hurt that year. Um, yeah. It's crazy, man. I mean, Isn't Chad, that nuts? Chad Green was opening multiple games. A lot, and yeah, and, and then Nestor was his piggyback guy, and Nestor sucked. Like, I'm trying to think if this is the best rotation of my lifetime. I remember 2003, it was Clemens, Pettit, Mussina, El Duque, Wells, I think Contreras. Like, that was pretty damn good. Yeah, no, we had some in, yeah, in the 90s where it was just like, oh, it was lights out. I mean, I've talked for years, uh, you know, while doing this internet thing of like, what was it like in 98? Like, what was sports radio like? And now Twitter, you've got way more people who can, you know, give their opinion, Twitter, Facebook, all that. And people are finding shit to complain about. But, like, I'm not getting mad about Hicks and Gallo. Like, I don't know. Maybe they figure it out. Maybe they fall in a fucking hole. Who knows? But I don't it, care if we only have 15 losses. Right. I'm not complaining about that yet. It is it is wild, though, when you think about like there are a few guys that we're getting nothing from like zero like those yeah. two. IKF hasn't done anything really defensively, you know, Higgy and, and they're still winning all these games. I, I do think they're going to trade for an outfielder and a reliever. I, I think that's pretty safe to say at this point. But we still have, I don't know, six, six weeks, two months till the uh, to the trade deadline. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, the, I think everyone's talking about Benintendi. I would go around and get Ben Attendee. And, like, yeah, I want Ben Attendee because I want Carabas to be like, fuck, Benny Biceps is in pinstripes. <laughs> but, I mean, if you're going to trade and Duhar, Florial, and someone else to get Ben Attendee, I mean, is he that much better than just letting Ant Duhar play? Well, that's that's a fair question, and I think I think it's bullshit that he got sent down. I mean, that's like the classic. What do you say when the kid's dad, when the coach's dad is playing shortstop? Like that felt like that. Yeah, just like a real like coach kid. And I get like so I get also get Andujar asking for a trade. Yeah. I also get the Yankees not trading him. Like if if there's a trade to be made that is a good deal for the Yankees, they should trade Andujar. If there's not, he can enjoy living above a funeral home in Scranton. 
Like I, that's the job. And I said this. I was on ESPN Syracuse on Monday, uh, talking to the midday guys there, and I said like, we just had a lockout. We just went through a lockout where you can negotiate anything. And what what they came back with, and we started playing baseball with, is a situation where and Duhar is not getting service time or whatever because he's back and forth and he's got these options. And like, hey, that's what it is. I don't. I'm not going to worry about like if it's just to the players now because they've got it five years to complain about it. And I'm not going to feel bad for somebody that's making five six hundred thousand dollars a year yeah. either. Yeah, I said that. So. I, that's also what I said. I'm not crying about a guy making seven hundred grand a year. No, no, he's just fine. And honestly, it's perfect for us because look, if Stanton gets hurt or whoever gets hurt, boom, he can come up and DH. You know, if Rizzo gets hurt, DJ could play first and he could DH. He's nice to have in your back pocket, literally down the road in Scranton whenever anybody gets hurt. And the guy, the guy can hit. It's it's really nice having him just kind of as in the stash, if you will. And even like, let's say we trade for Benintendi, someone still has to come off the roster. Like we're not, we haven't traded any major league talent then. Yeah. I mean, I think it would have to be like cutting, cutting Hicks Wait, or cutting Gallo. But they're probably, they're not cutting Joey Gallo. They're not cutting Aaron Hicks. I, I, I don't. Hicks, I wouldn't. I could see them maybe, maybe in the off season. I think, I think there's a chance if if Hicks finishes the season hitting two ten with one home run, three doubles, and twenty RBIs, and plays horrible defense. You don't think they'll consider? No. DFAing him? No. There's a twenty six spot on the roster that it's hard to make a case. Like what you would see is you know Marwin Gonzalez or Carpenter or like one of those guys go because we do have. To a certain extent, we have too many infielders. Like oh, Carpenter no, really took that because at some point, like I'd rather have LaCastro up. Yeah, it, it is going to be a crunch. Meanwhile, Carpenter, I mean, what's he got? Four four home runs already? The guy clearly loves hitting at Yankee Stadium. He's going 30-30. Yeah. <laughs> He might, he might actually do it. He might actually do it. And, oh, and Zach Britton is like throwing bullpens. And yeah, saying, he threw his first bullpen. Where did that come from? That came, I mean, he's a fucking reliever. he was going to be out for the year. So now, no, well, he said like, hey, maybe next year. So I think he, he has said, to I do. He said maybe September. Maybe late, yeah. So he's yeah. got to do. So he did a bullpen. Figure he probably has like a throwing day that's not a bullpen, just playing catch. Then another, he's probably doing like one bullpen a week. Or he's got to do three before he can face batters, which is just extended spring training, like garbage 18-year-olds. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, I mean, rough timeline in my head is like an August rehab assignment. And like a September 1st. Yeah, or maybe earlier, but, you know, depending on how it goes, because, like, why waste bullets, as you say? Uh, yeah, I do say that. And the thing that scares me about Britain, I remember he had like an Achilles injury and he came back from it and he was all over the place, walking everybody, losing the zone. And it was, oh, you know, it takes him a while to get his feel back. And he's kind of wild already and kind of loses the zone. It's almost like Chapman. Like he comes in and you're like, oh, is he going to is he going to have it today? And I just, you know, I'm not getting too excited about him because I could easily see him coming back, just spiking balls in the dirt you know, fucking walking people and stuff. So I'll believe it when I see it with him. Yeah, I mean, and it's it's Tommy John. So, you know, he could pop that thing again at pretty much any time. Like, he can't be our trade deadline reliever. 
Like, oh, we're it's it's like an acquisition. Like, go trade for a reliever still. Yeah, and I mean, you know, if, if you look at it, and if we were to keep Carpenter, the tough thing with Carpenter is he's got four home runs. Like, he hasn't touched the field yet. No, I mean, it didn't. He didn't he's play only first DH. Once? Okay, he, he's yeah. only wow, that's DH. Funny. <laughs> he's Lucky played that baby. Yeah. Um, so it's like you can't cut Gonzalez because you need a backup shortstop. And they don't trust Glaber. Has Glaber started a game at short this year? Maybe early in the he season. He did in spring training, but I, I don't think they trust him at, as the backup shortstop, and that's fine because neither do I. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, we, he gets kind of babied anyway, so it's like, well, we can't put him there because it'll hurt his feelings if he does right. bad. <laughs> so, it's so true, man. So true so i mean we just wanted to hop on and do like a mini episode talk a little bit about the week get people excited for the weekend if you're gonna be out there he has played two games at shortstop not started this year okay that yeah because i don't remember four innings in total i don't ever remember looking at a lineup okay that makes sense yeah yeah so like it it, the yankees lineup roster is weird there's not a ton of flexibility to make changes right now without making tough decisions and I mean, fine, make some tough decisions. But I also feel like they keep pushing back, like the deadlines of when you have to, you know, construct your roster in certain ways, where you can only have so many. Yeah, players. they do. They do. They've done that a couple of times. So, yeah. I mean, listen. Hey, uh, we're excited about the Yankees. They're in Minnesota. Probably sweep this series, even if we only take two or three. Like I've seen people say, like. If they lose one, we this whole trip wasn't worth it. And it's like, well, nope, you take two or three. I'll be fine. On the road all day. All yeah, day. I'll be fine. But against a first-place team, like a team that would be in the playoffs today, yeah, I'll take it. Every day. And then the Cubs fucking stink, and they're I coming to town. At all. Is Clint healthy? Uh, I have no idea. He's going to get the shit boot out of him if he is in the lineup. I should text him. See if he wants to go to Billy's before the game. Yeah, right. <laughs> Dude, can you imagine? Imagine he's just in there doing a shot of Jameson with us. Because he can't blend in at all. Like, there's some, like, you, we always joke, like, oh, Nestor, like, Jay Happ, like, could maybe walk in and get it. Clint with that red hair, he would immediately be spotted. Vidal Nuno on a, Vidal spe- Nuno. On a speaker in Billy's eating a buffalo chicken wrap. And no one knew who the fuck he was. But he was starting the second game of a doubleheader the next day. Nobody knew who he was. That's so great. That's a great story. All right. Well, I got to take my kids to swim practice, so it's going to be a blast. Well, I'll see you on Saturday. We'll see everyone else on Saturday. Follow Nick on Twitter at NKirbyNYY. Follow me at JJ from the Bronx. Follow the show at George's Box Pod. And we'll see you at Billy's on Saturday, or we'll see you at the parade. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.